0: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MWWS HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. It is episode number 261 of the WWS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is, of course, WCWS Outside the Ropes. Ladies and gentlemen, coming at you from the HQ here is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw, of course. Uh, my apologies for, of course, starting here at the late hour here uh, at, the, at the, of course, um, <clears throat> at the at, at, as part of the program uh unfortunately of course like i said the due to the the heat will definitely make you a little bit sleepy and in my obviously my uh situation here was that i said my uh did not receive any prior warning about what about what time to come on so we are going to go ahead and uh, we that's why we skipped the music here this evening Uh, Our opening theme, but we will try to have something here to close us out with. Uh, What we are going to do also, ladies and gentlemen, is normally we would also have, of course, um, courtesy of our Echo Dot here, of course, some some, uh, headlines here. Uh, We're not going to be able to get get to that part of it today, but what we will do is bring you a few stories here courtesy of 411 Mania. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll definitely we'll definitely bring you some uh, some pieces of uh, wrestling news here to get you prepared for tonight's edition of Revolution, which will be coming up in about two hours. But if you wish, still wish to chime in on anything and everything we had to talk about here t- tonight, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, is always, call Caller ID. <clears throat> 141387 pound and definitely press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening. Now ladies and gentlemen at 7.01 p.m. Eastern Standard Time let us now proceed to 411 Mania and get you of course uh, get you of course some uh, <clears throat> under wraps here with of course a few stories here courtesy Courtesy, of course, of uh, 411 Mania. Of course, we do thank our friends at 411 Mania, as always, for allowing us here in, WSW, in the WWS Radio Network <clears throat> for allowing us to read their stories. Of course, in, on, of course, right here on outside the ropes, as well as, of course, of lot of our other shows, including Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, as well as, of course, Power Hour WWS this morning. As well as wrestling revisited wrestling debate as well as of course sports machine and we hope to of course incorporate it with into of course uh we've been trying to bring back a lot of our other store a lot of our other uh programs here in the second half of 2021. uh like we said we're going to bring you of course a few a few select stories here uh, first story here came Came out yesterday uh, from Jeremy Thomas. As of course, John Cena was asked, has mentioned that the series about his character Peacemaker dives into why his character is a bad person. John Cena discussed how his HBO Max Peacemaker series delves further into his Suicide Squad character. We'll explore why Peacemaker is such a douchebag. Cena and James Gunn spoke with Empire for a new interview, and the piece quotes Cena as not holding back about how Peacemaker is far from a hero. Uh, Cena says, this a loud, obnoxious, bro-y douchebag. That sucks, but why? At what point did he become such a douchebag, and what does that mean? There's a lot to dive into there. James Gunn added that Peacemaker is a piece of crap, and know that he's not a good guy, and he wears the goopiest costume you've ever seen in your life. He noted there are elements to the character and Cena's performance in the Suicide Squad that made him want to explore things further in the series. James Gunn also says, Peacemaker has a clear set of ideals that, that I find very really interesting. You know I want peace no matter how many men, women, and children I need to kill to get it. So, sounds like nonsense, but it also makes a lot of sense. you'll see in john's performance how he does not feel good about it something i thought was the seed of an entire eight episode show james gunn also noted that the series will lean into the fact that it takes place in the the dc universe saying he lives in the world of superman batman and aquaman and that is not an easy thing for him to contend with gunn called the series story one that involves big science fiction but also touches on real-world issues, saying he represents a part of the world populist that is problematic, to say the least, and puts him in a situation where he has to face the choices he's made throughout his life and the extremity of his views. Or, of course, we see the HBO Max series, which will arrive in 2022. Cena will, of course, play the role in The Suicide Squad, which will arrive on August the 6th in theaters and also on HBO Max. I will admit, though, the character, the, the outfit it looks kind of, looks kind of interesting, but, uh, uh, but never, but nevertheless, of course, um, I guess for the time being, we have to, of course, understand why he is, of course, not considered a, a hero. We'll definitely, of course, when we'll, course next month when this movie comes out we'll definitely get to see a lot of people will get a chance to see the uh, true aspect of this character Jeremy Thomas posted this story back on Monday as the character known as Red Guardian tries to escape from prison in a clip from the movie Black Widow a new clip from Black Widow sees David Harbour's Red Guardian attempt to escape prison with Natasha and Liana's Le- 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 help of course, you can check out the clip. Of course, it's right here on this page from the movie with Harbor's super soldier attempting to gain his freedom against some pretty long odds. The film does stars Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, David Harbor, Rachel Weitz, Ray Winstone, and O.T. Fagbenil. Fag- Fag- Benin- Fag- there you go. And does open, of course, on Friday in theaters and on Disney Plus. Premier Access is directed by Kate Shortland. It is described, of course, as follows. Natasha Romanoff, also known as Black Widow, confronts the darker parts of her ledger when a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past arises. Pursued by a force that will stop at nothing to bring her down. Natasha must deal with her history as a spy and the broken relationships left in her wake long before she became an avenger. Scarlett Johansson reprises her role as Natasha Romanoff, and, of course, Black Widow. Florence Pugh stars as Lena. David Harbour portrays Alexi, of course, also known as the Red Guardian. And Rachel Weisz uh, portrays Melina. The feature film was directed by Kate Shortland and is produced by Kevin Feige. Black Widow, the first film in Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <clears throat> and of course, there is a clip, of course, from from this movie here. If you want to check that out, of course, off here. And of course, the Red Guardian character kind of looks like a kind looks like a big red, bulky version of Captain America with a big star on his chest. If anyone's seen what the character looks like, we did bring you this story here. Uh, we did bring in this story yes last night of course on revolution but I I've got to read it again here folks um, just in case if you have not heard about it already this was also from Monday of course Jeremy Thomas did report this as Richard Donner of course the legendary director of Superman and the Lethal Weapon franchise sadly has passed away the film world has lost a giant as Richard Donner of course the director of such films as Superman Excuse me. And Lethal Weapon sadly has passed away. Deadline confirmed with Donner's wife, who is producer Lauren Shuler Donner, that the legendary director passed away. Of course, on Monday he was 91 years old. Richard Donner may not be a name that is instantly instantly recognizable in some way that Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, or Quentin Tarantino is, but he was a prolific filmmaker who was responsible for some of the most beloved films of the 1970s and 80s. In addition to the aforementioned *Lethal Weapon*, the Superman, Donner directed 19, *Donner* did direct 1976's *The Omen*, as well as *The Goonies*, *Lady Hulk, all three *Lethal Weapon* sequels, the movie *Scrooged*, and of course many more. He was also an executive producer on the first *X-Men* film in 2000, among many other projects. For his little history here, born in 1930 in the Bronx, Donner wanted to become an actor and began his acting career in small roles in the 1950s. His first TV acting job for Somerset Maugham TV Theater in 1950 saw the episodes director Martin Ritt tell him, you can't take direction, you should be a director. While Donner continued to do some acting, the advice was taken to heart and Ritt even hired Donner on as an assistant. He began direct, directing commercials and then moved on to TV in the late 1950s, directing episodes of shows such as Wanted, Dead or Alive, The Rifleman. Wagon Train, The Twilight Zone, The Man from Uncle, Gilligan Island, Perry Mason, and more. He continued working in TV as a director all the way into the 1970s, which is where he broke out into film. That film breakout came with The Omen, it released in 1976, and following on the wake of the, the success of The Exorcist, Donner sought to make it more than just a knockoff of the other film and managed to parlay the movie into a major financial success. Donner would follow up, followed that up, of course, as one of his famous films, in 1978 Superman starring the late Christopher Reeve. Donner was able to revive a character who hadn't been seen on screen since the 1950 TV series and turned superhero films into movies with the potential to be blockbusters. He would follow that up with Superman 2, but his clashes with the film's producers led to his being fired from the sequel and replaced by Richard Lester. Donner would receive some level of vindication years later when Warner Brothers released Superman II, the Richard Donner cut, which was at which was at, at least as light, if not more, than the, than the theatrically released film itself. Following Superman and his sequel, Donner would go on to direct a host of films, including Richard Pryor's 1982 comedy, The Toy, which he followed up with, with the 80s classics like The Goonies and Lady Hulk. He had some flops, on his resume as well, such as the 1980 drama Inside Moves, but his successes far outweighed his failures. believe the Weapon franchise created another blockbuster franchise under Donner's purview, and he had made several other films with Mel Gibson, including the Box Office Disappointment Maverick, which is based on the TV show, which I thought was a good movie, but that's 411 mania's opinion. And the political thriller Conspiracy Theory, he was also heavily involved in the tales from the crypt franchise directing three episodes of the show and executive executive producing the show and on and the various spinoff films like demon Night, knight bordello blood and ritual of course on behalf of 411 mania and also right here in in the wws radio network everyone's condolences are to the family friends and many fans of mr donner and of course 411 mania really of course summed it up here The film world and genre filmmaking, in particular, will would not be the same, and will not be the same without him. Definitely, of course, here indeed, here. uh, What what a about that? Uh, Legend, uh, legendary, of course. Legendary indeed, of course, ladies and gentlemen, and in, in of course, uh, <clears throat> legendary indeed, of course. Uh, and No man will be able to replace him big time. This story came out uh, Sunday, Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, of course, on the 4th of July from Jeremy Thomas. And this will be the last story we bring you here, of course, for right now because of the time schedule. Uh, Jeremy Thomas posted this story as Transformer's Rise of the Beast Director talks about how the film pays homage to the 1990s action films. Transformer's Rise of the Beast is set in the 1990s and director Stephen Caple Jr. discussed how the film will reflect the era's action classics. Kagel discussed the film style during the recent press conference announcing details of the movie. and here are some highlights. Right here, at courtesy of CS.net. Of the film's 1990s action style, Mr. Kegel says, as a fan and watching all the Transformers films and then stepping into Bumblebee, I love the way he went back into 1987. Again, it adds again to the nostalgia and something that people remember or connect to. So I was curious when I met Lorenzo de Bonaventura and the team. I was like, where are we picking this thing up from? It was like 1994, and I was and I was just like, that's a great era. You know what I mean? It has a lot of texture. It's rich. It's texture. It's also vi- also vibrant culturally as classic music. And there's certain energy to the 90s that I'm looking forward to cap to capture, like we've seen it on screen very few times. Sometimes a little hokey. You play into it too much. I think there's a level of realness that that I could bring to it. There's a level level of grit, but grit that i kind of naturally default to that we can like really make pop you know in terms of our world and the autobots stepping into the 90s and all the callbacks and fun we can sort of play with there in that era on playing homage to films like terminator 2 and independence day uh, mr kegel says definitely i think you you'll need to feel the sense of a journey and expedition in this film this go around that connects all those to what you're saying Terminator 2 is classic, the heaviness of the metal, if you will, all that stuff plays into it. So I think when you're looking into our film and looking at looking at sort of where we're taking it, we kind of want to bring that classic expedition, that classic journey into through New York and where we go from there. The film does star, of course, Anthony Ramos and Dominique Fish Fishback in the roles of the main human characters, along with Peter Cullen, voicing Optimus Prime. And Ron Perlman voicing Optimus Primal. It will introduce, of course, the Beast Wars and will feature Predacons, Maximals, and Terracons joining the existing conflict between the Autobots and Decepticons. It is set for July 24th, 2022, release date. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. There with uh, there you have it with some pop culture uh, news here. Of course, here. my apologies. My apologies, of course, about uh, not being able to get you out, get you more out there. But, I'm, but unfortunately, due to, like I said, the time constraint here, and again, my apologies, of course, for that happening. 1605-562-0444. Caller ID, of course, One one four one pounds Episode 261 of WCWS Outside the Ropes here. It is, of course, Wednesday, July 7th, 2021. mister W. U. S. Chad Hinshaw here, of course, here from the HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. Of course, the rest of our panel, way too tough to handle, of course, obviously. get themselves prepped here, of course, to take a look at tonight's edition of AEW Dynamite, which, of course, is entitled the Road Rager uh, event here. And, of course, a lot of great matches here, of course, definitely are on par for this evening and of course we'll definitely do some talking about that here tonight on revolution episode number 1012 at nine o'clock uh one three eight zero five five pound in addition to our rest uh, in addition to our wrestling uh news and views and also of course some more uh uh, wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays here of course coming at you coming to us here from uh of course uh, the human superplex machine John Gross as well as of course the soul man uh Justin Lewis Fleming. So be sure to of course listen in on everything we have to talk about here this evening as of course myself and and of course my my, my infamous panel way too tough to handle we'll definitely be bringing all that to you uh, this evening of course at nine one three eight zero five five pound for revolution episode number one thousand and twelve. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and bring you, of course, your pop culture history and birthdays here. You know how we cover everything for today, July the 7th here. Uh, some, uh, some events here in general pop culture history. First of all, on this date in 1520, the Battle of Atumba, Mexico, Hernan Cortez and the Teloxians defeat a numerically superior Aztec force. On a date 1937, Japanese and Chinese troops clash at the Marco Polo Bridge, beginning the Second Sino-Japanese War. On a date 1947, alleged and disputed Roswell UFO, UFO incident takes place. Two moments took place on this date in 2005. First off, a coordinated terrorist bomb blast, blast strikes London's public transport system during the morning rush hour, sadly killing 52 people and injuring 700 people. And also the same also on the same day influenced by global live 8 concerts the 8 leaders pledged to double 2004 levels of aid to africa from from the united states uh, from uh, from of course uh 25 billion to 50 billion by the year 2010 i'm not sure if they succeeded but uh, we'll just uh, we'll read a little bit further and we'll see what we can find out uh, some other moments here, of course, in movies and television. On this date, 1936, RCA shows first real television program, which is dancing. And uh, this is dancing, also a film on locomotives. Uh, also, the Bondwit Teller fashion show and monologue from Tobacco Road and also some comedy. Today, music on this date, 1990, the first concert featuring the three tenors. Placido Domingo, Jose Carreras, and Luciano Pavarotti at the base of Car- Caracalla in Rome. The recording becomes the world's best selling classical record. And also in the state 1990 in sports, Wimbledon, Wimbledon women's tennis Martina Navratilova wins her record ninth Wimbledon singles title, beating American Xena Garrison 6 4 6 1. On day 1928, sliced bread sold for the first time by the Chilkoff Baking Company in Missouri, using a machine invented by Otto Frederick Rowe- Rowe- wetter, described as the greatest forward step in the baking industry since bread was officially wrapped. Uh, speaking of which, today, uh, we today of course would have been the um, of that particular gentleman that created the uh uh creating that 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 bread slicing machine today is the let's see here let me look at this uh uh today would have been the same give me just one second here would have been the 141st birthday of the gentleman that created that machine Otto Frederick row row Ro, wider so pr- pr- forgive me if i mispronounce that name uh like to sadly he passed away of course in 1960. uh legendary boxer azar charles was born on this date here uh he was he would have been 100 years old today sadly he passed away in 1975. also ladies and gentlemen today is the 81st birthday of one of the surviving members of the legendary group The Beatles, Ringo Star. Today, he turns 81. On his date in 1802, the first comic book entitled The Wasp was published in Hudson, New York, which is which is about criticizing Republican politicians. Some weddings here on the state in 1932. Author Damian Runyon, who was 51 at the time, marries Patrice Patrice Amati, the amadi del grande by the way that's her name okay i'll on say 1946 uh jimmy carter our 39th president who was 21 at the time marries rosalind smith who was 18 at the time in plains georgia and on the state 1970 actress shayla duvall who was 21 at the time marries bernard sampson the three famous divorces here on the state 1943 heavyweight boxing champion jack dempsey who was 48 at the time, divorces Broadway singer Hannah Williams, who was 32, after only 10 years of marriage. On the say 1953, actor Jose Ferrer divorces dancer and actress Phyllis Hill after only five years of marriage. And on this date in 1994, actress Diane Lane files for divorce from Christopher Lambert. Of course, as you know, Christopher Lambert was was was, the, was uh, of course known for the Highlander movies. If you remember that, yes. Some famous uh, passings today. Uh, today uh, King Edward I passed away on this date in 1307. Uh Henri Nestle, which I think it may be has something to do with the chocolate, with the chocolate company probably came up. It was probably probably founded that company passed away on this date in 1890. Today, uh, the author of the uh, on this date in 1930, we lost the author of the uh, Sherlock Holmes franchise, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. And today, uh, we lost uh, Sid Barrett, who I think was part of the group, the Sex Pistols, on this date here in 2006. I believe that I believe that was correct. Uh, okay, now let's go to some more movies and. If we go past the 730 hour, ladies and gentlemen, that's quite all right. but we will, we will, we are promising to get every, get what we can out here to you here. Uh, some, 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 here's of course some uh, pieces here from uh, your movies and television history and birthdays. My apologies, ladies and gentlemen, sorry about this. I'll say 1936, the RCA, RCA shows the first real TV program which, as we said, included dancing, also a film on locomotives, the Bonwit Teller fashion show, and monologue from Tobacco Road, and also some comedy. On State say 1939, The Rules of the Game, a French film which was directed by Jean Renoir, that starred Nora Greger, and Paulette Dubost premieres in Paris. On state say 1949, Dragnet premieres on NBC Radio, also a TV series in 1951 and also 1967. On a state of 1956, Hancock's Half Hour premieres as a TV show starring Tony Hancock and Sid James, which was written by Ray Galton and Alan Simpson. On a state of 1975, the soap opera Ryan's Hope officially premieres. On the state of 1977, the 10th james bond movie the spy who loved me which starred roger moore and also barbara bach premieres in london on this date in 19 1980 now here's 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 interesting it might be it's about to be interesting a couple moments here in 1980 but they're tied in together sean weatherly of america is a crowned uh, okay i see what it is sean weatherly of of which was of course the Miss USA was crowned the 29th Miss Universe, and of course Janine Ford of Arizona would will, will, will replace Sean Weatherly, who was the Miss who became the Miss Universe that same year as the 29th Miss USA. So so so, Baron, that's that's how that happened. Okay, I see that now. Okay. Uh, today here, a couple of birthdays here today would have been the. Uh let's see here. Um give it me just one second. I believe he would have been the one hundred me. Of course I'll have to look at this very, very okay, sorry about that. Uh mm-hmm, yeah. He would have, okay, it would have been the 122nd birthday of George Cukor, who directed, also started a lot, of course, of uh, musicals, of course, back in the day. Sadly, he passed away in 1983. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, today is the 72nd birthday of actress Shelley Duvall. Notable passings here, of course, in... Um, in, um, in, in movies and television on his date in 1958, Raymond Hackett, who was the uh, husband of Blanche Sweet, an actor, uh, and also was an actor who was in Faith, Faithless Lover. He was, of course, born right here in America. Sadly, he passed away at the age of 55. On his date in 1969, Erskine Sanford, who was an actor from right here in America, who was in Citizen Kane, Citizen Kane An Angel on My Shoulder passed away at the age of 83. A couple of passings on this date here in 1970. First off, Marjorie Rambo, who was an actress who was in Primo's Path and Torch Song, passed away at the age of 80. And Sylvester Pierre, who was a comedian who was part of the Weir Brothers Ford Festival, passed away at the age of 60. As we said, on this date in 1970, Sheila Duvall marries Bernard Sampson on this date. And also in 1975, David Gilmore of Pink Floyd marries model and artist Virginia Hasenbein. On this date 1977, Dick Clark, who of course hosted American Bandstand. Of course, we're going to host a lot of other great TV shows and, and, and of course music shows as well. He was 47 at the time. Mary's carrie wigton who was 34 at the time in malibu california on this date 1987 hunter tylo from the bold and the beautiful soap opera who was 25 at the time marries actor michael tylo who was 38 at the time and on this date here let's see in 2001 drew barrymore of course best known for of course playing the little girl in uh, e.t among other great movies including of course one of the first movie adaptations of charlie's angels she was, 20, it was 26 at the time. Mary's actor-comedian, Tom Green, who was 29 at the time, in Malibu. And, of course, we said the divorce is 1953. Jose Farrar divorces actress Phyllis Hall at, after five years of marriage. And 1994 on this day, Diane Lane files for divorce from Christopher Lambert. We all know how long they were married. Go to your music right here, folks. Uh, Yes, okay, on this day, 1713, the first performance of George Friedrich Handel's Tidum and Jubilette took place. I'll say 1949, um, I'm just going to pronounce it, uh, this is a word in Spanish, I'm just going to pronounce what it means in Spanish. A Night in Spain opens at Broadway, New York City, Broadway Theater, New York City for 76 performances. On date in 1956, the Douglas Moore-John Latouch opera Ballad of Baby Doe premieres. On this date in 1965, Otis Redding records the song Respect. Of course, you know later on it would be become famous by the late Aretha Franklin. On this in 1967, uh, the song All You Need Is Love by The Beatles is released. Also on this date in 1967, Light My Fire From The Doors hits number one. On the state in 1968, the rock group, the Yardbirds, officially disbanded. And also on the state in 1986, it is reported that Boy George, of course, you remember from the Culture Club from back in the 80s, was being treated for heroin addiction. The notable birthdays here, as we said, today is the 81st birthday of legendary Beetle Ringo Starr. And also today would have been the 105th birthday of musician Tiny Grimes. Sadly, he passed away in 1989. And some noble passings, as we said, Sid Barrett passed away on this date in 2006. As we said, of course, uh, 1975, David Gilmour, the guitarist for Pink Floyd, Mary's model and artist, Virginia Hasselbein. And on this date, 1984, singer Frankie Valley, who was 50 at the time, marries Randy Cloese, who was a 24 At the time. As we said, some divorces. As we said, Jack Dempsey divorces Hannah Williams after 10 years of marriages back in 1943. And as we said, of course, uh, Jose Farrar, Farrar divorces dancer and actress Phyllis Hill after five years of marriage, of course, on the state in 1953. And of course, uh, some. Sports, uh, some sports history here. On the state, 1868, Surrey wicketkeeper Ted Pooley completes a then first-class cricket record, 12 dismissals, eight caught and four stumped in a county match against Sussex at the Oval. On state, 1887, Wimbledon men's tennis, three-time runner-up Herbert Lawford, Wins his only Wimbledon title beating Ernest Renshaw 1 6 On state 1890, Wimbledon men's tennis Irishman Willoughby Hamilton wins his only Wimbledon title beating seven time champion William Renshaw 6 8 6 1 On a state 1892, Wimbledon women's tennis Lottie Dodd defeats Blanche Bigley Hilliard for a fourth time in the Wimbledon final 6 1 1. On state 1900, Boston Bee Neaters pitcher Kid Nick, Nichols notches his 300th career Major League Baseball victory with, a, with an 11-4 win over the Chicago Orphans. On state 1911, Wimbledon women's tennis, Dorothea Chambers becomes the first player not to not to concede a game in a final, beating Dora Boothby 6-0, 6-0. On state 1912, athlete uh, American athlete Jim Thorpe. Wins four or five events to win the pentathlon gold medal at the Stockholm Olympics. Medal was stripped from him in 1913 <clears throat> because he played pro baseball, but it was officially reinstated to him in 1982. On state 1914, Baltimore Orioles owner Jack Dunn offers future baseball legend Babe Ruth, Ernie Shore, and Ben Egan uh, for $10,000 to Connie Mack of the Philadelphia. A's refuses pleading pleading lack of finance. Uh, some birthdays here as we said earlier um, today would have been the 100th birthday of boxer Isar Charles. He passed away in 1975. Uh, baseball great Satchel P- Page today would have turned 100 and 15 years old. He passed away in 1982. Uh, hockey superstar Joe Sechik today turns 52. And I'm certain I'm a, he is a soccer star or a Olympic star. I'm not sure. MS Donnie. Today he turns 40, 40 years old. Uh, one passing here, Alfredo Di Stefano, passed away on this date in 2014. I'm not sure. Forgive me if I... Not 100% certain as to, um, I'm not sure what he, um, what what he did. Uh, my apologies there. Uh, some weddings here on the state 1976 running back Walter Payton, who was 21 at the time, marries Connie Norwood in Los Angeles on the state. Also 1976 NBA guard George Gervin, who was 24 at the time, marries Joyce King. And on the state 2007 actress and model Eva Longoria, who was 37. Marries NBA player Tony Parker, who was 30, at the Church of Saint Germain los Roy in Paris, France. And we said divorces, of course, we did mention the one about Jack Dempsey, divorcing Broadway singer Hannah Williams after 10 years of marriage in 1943. And also in the state in 2008, Cynthia Rodriguez, who was 35 at the time, divorces New York Yankees third baseman Alex Rodriguez, who was 32 at the time. Due to long period of infidelity and emotional abandonment after only six years of marriage. There you have it there with your uh, pop culture history and birthday report here, of course, here for tonight. Uh, We are going to also, uh, also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to bring you, of course, a couple of quick stories here as we... As we, of course, there's a couple that, of course, we, several we did bring mention here to you during our broadcast, The Revolution, but it was not part of the official newscast, but we're going, we're going to go ahead and bring them here to you here tonight. Uh, as we go back here to 411 Mania, of course, Joseph Lee posted this story with some various news here as Charlotte Flair trains with Andrade El Idolo. Also, Cameron Grimes reacts to becoming a butler, and the NXT Great American Bash highlights. Charlotte Claire posted a new video of her training with Andrade El Idolo. She has said in an interview with Bleacher Report earlier this month that the two train together to teach, teach each other various aspects of wrestling, noting that he helps her with her performance, and she helps him with presentation. Charlotte did post a uh, did post, of course, several little icons on her uh, um, on on her Twitter account. Of course, also putting at Andrade El Idolo's. You can see a picture on this tweet right here. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, there are some pictures, there are some videos here. Of course, from last night's edition of the Great American Bash, we did post one or two earlier in the day today, but we will post several more on. Um, on, of course, our uh, NXT US page, of course, entitled The Future Generation. Um, of course, as you know, several several unique things did, of course, obviously, that uh, did, did, of course, uh, there are several here that we are going to bring up here. Uh, Including one video, of course, that we posted, obviously, of um, Dexter Loomis coming out after the women's tag team title match last night. Uh, um, Coming out and suddenly carrying Indy Hartwell to the back while she was still recuperating after their... After, of course, their, um, after their loss, of course, to, uh, Io Shirai and, 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 uh, I forget who, who was it was that they faced, the, Miss, um, uh, Stark, I think it was, I'm not sure of the name, my apologies, Zoe Stark, okay, I'm sorry, Zoe Stark there, but we'll, but like I said, we'll post, definitely post these, because I know a lot of these are going to be very unique there indeed, um, Also in a post on Instagram, Cameron Grimes reacted to his loss to LA Knight last night, which means that he has to become LA Knight's butler. Cameron Grimes posted saying million dollar butler. So obviously he posted a picture of uh, by posting his face, of course, on a on the body of a picture of a of someone dressed as a butler, obviously, is what is what that is. So But I will happen to notice that Dexter Loomis was in a little bit of a trance when he came out there, and he ended up picking up. Uh, he ended up picking up um, Indy Hartwell. So apparently, um, it was truly unbelievable there, folks. Joseph Lee posted this story today as Chris Adonis talks about his tension with Hardcore Holly during his time in WWE. In an interview with Metro, Chris Adonis spoke about the tension he had with Hardcore Holly during his time in WWE. And the backstage incident that caused it here are some highlights on missing an ovw taping while holly was there adonis of course you remember him as chris masters uh, this is what chris said so he knew that i had missed it again that's a whole other story but he already had a bad impression of me so i go with the ovw crew to visit smackdown so they can see the time before the show and whatnot i'm making a way around backstage i've greeted mostly everyone i come in contact with but I walked through the locker room and I'm just walking straight to my bag and I don't see out of the corner of my eye but Bob Holly's there and he's having a conversation with a couple of other vets. I went straight to my bag and Bob already had a bad taste in his mouth about me. But he took that like I was shunning him or not showing him respect. When really I wouldn't say it, I wouldn't say it was it was that at all. On Holly being angry with him, uh, Chris says, he got really angry, man. He's cut he's cutting promos on me. He was trying to get that match switched to me, essentially, so he could rough me up, probably chop the crap out of me, and all that. I was just really worried, like, oh man, will I be able to withstand this? It was just really a mind, mind F. Okay. But on the drive home, I realized this is what you wanted to do. This is your dream. This is what you wanted to do your whole life. So you don't have any other option. You got to push forward and you got to learn from this. On the lesson he learned, Chris says, you eventually learn all these lessons as you go. You learn to make sure you shake people's hands, and if you don't, you take a mental note. And whenever you're within the region of, of them or lock eyes with them, you make sure you get get that in. It's so a way of showing respect. But there's a little, there's a lot of little things that I did when I was breaking breaking in that got me a little heat. I'm not sure, of course, if since that time if he's been able to make up with obviously um um with hardcore holly or not but i mean i'm sure by now it probably would have and of course as you know he did he did defeat jtg to pick up the vacant nwa national Championship. so congratulations to him of course on the recent edition of nwa power i think it was last night i believe yes Jeremy Thomas posted this story yesterday. We did bring this up on Revolution last night, but we didn't do it as an official story. Uh, Jeremy Thomas posted this as Tegan Knox returns and also facilitates the uh, title change on on last night's NXT. Tegan Knox is back in NXT, and her return helped lead to a title change on last night's show. Tuesday's episode saw the battery is... Uh, The battery is an interstitial that has been popping up on NXT hit 100% during Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell's NXT Women's Tag Team Title Defense against Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. Knox then made her return and the distraction allowed Shirai to take her out and then tag in Stark for a K-360 for the pinfall. Knox then attacked LeRae and chased her out of the ringside area. Knox has been out of action since last fall which she suffered an ACL tear that was explained in storyline via an attack by LeRae herself. The win marked Shirai and Stark's first run for the title and Stark's uh, first championship in WWE. The Ways title reign ends at 63, ended at 63 days, having won the titles from Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart on the May 4th episode of NXT. And Tegan Knox looks like she's ready to, of course, come back and kick some major league tail so i can't wait to see tegan knox of course come back as we said also last night jeremy thomas posted this as nxt star reportedly has signed a new wwe deal nxt star Roderick strong reportedly signed a new deal with the company ahead of his return as part of the group known as the diamond Mind. bible select notes that strong agreed to an extension of his deal before the stable debuted a couple weeks ago and also before his wife, Marina Shafir, was released by the company. The site notes that there have been several NXT stars who have come off TV and then reappeared who signed new deals in the interim. The report also notes that Roger Strong is set to figure in big with NXT's 2021 plans, particularly in their efforts to boost the Cruiserweight division. Of course, obviously, I would love to see them possibly bring back his wife, maybe as doing the part of the diamond mine thing. And one story we did bring here, of course, Blake Lavelle did did post this yesterday. JD also brought this to our attention last night, but I will mention it, of course, one more time. WWE superstar Dana Brooke is officially engaged. Brooke revealed on her her engagement to, to boxer Ulysses Diaz on Instagram and included photos and videos from the special celebration for the two, which, of course, Dana did write, my life, my love, my forever. There is no love that feels like yours. I would say yes over and over again, I love you today, tomorrow, and forever. Also WWE actually congratulated Brooke in a post on the company's official website. Of course, on behalf of 411 Mania, and also I extend this to, of course, as far as also the WWUS radio network is concerned. Big time congratulations to the happy couple here, of course, indeed. if you remember, obviously Dana Brooke was engaged to be married, but unfortunately, she di- at the time she did lose her fiancé at the time, who was, I think, a fellow bodybuilder, because she was into, I think she's still into that, I believe, but we never thought that she would ever, but big-time big congratulations indeed. So, Dana Brooke, of course, will end up getting married here very, very soon. We'll, we'll let you know, of course, when we find out that information. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you very much for listening in here tonight for this uniquely shortened version of WWUS Outside the Rubs, of course, episode 261. Um, and again, my humblest apologies here. Of course, I, of course, this uh, we have had, of course, some very dangerous uh, uh, hot weather here. Of course, here in my neck of the woods, here in Trinity, North, Trinity, North Carolina, and of course, obviously now with their, them talking about obviously a um, um, a potential uh, um, some potential big time rain here coming in from as a direct result of the situation, of course, involving um, Hurricane Elsa, which has already hit Florida. Uh, we are scheduled to hit some thunderstorms, of course, here in my neck of the woods here in North Carolina. Here, of course, sometime during the day tomorrow. So, so like I said, we'll definitely be I'll be saying a prayer for all my fellow North Carolinians. And of course, anyone that's in the path of this storm here, of course, as it of course approaches us here, which I'm sure will probably be sometime between uh, now and also, of course, here um, tomorrow. I did hear that there is a flash flood warning in effect, of course, starting at six a.m. tomorrow morning, and will go through six p.m. tomorrow night. So, so definitely, of course, keep. So definitely, of course, keep that. Definitely keep, of course myself and those who live but uh, that's in the possible path of what's of the remnants of Elsa in our in your thoughts and prayers of course as we of course get through this but of course around our neck of the woods here we definitely will, will need the rain so we, we hope to of course I and mean, we can do without the thunder or the lightning but the rain we can definitely use here of course indeed uh, thank you very much here for listening I'll be back on of course here at nine o'clock here with WWS. Revolution episode number 1012 as we said of course we will get into our talks about our thoughts and opinions about last night's edition of NXT we'll of course get you some some updates in on some of the results of the AEW of course uh dynamite uh episode of course entitled Road Rager here tonight uh, <clears throat> also of course in addition to some more your wrestling uh news and views and also of course your uh, wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays from from both John and also Justin. Also, ladies and gentlemen, I will go and promote this, of course, as you know, our good friend, the human suplex machine, John Gross, the, um, the, of course, you know, has the group entitled Gross and stockless Wrestling Incorporated. Of course, now that he, of course, runs alongside uh, the Ace of Spades, Jordan Stopless, which, by the way, they're doing a tremendous job with that. Uh, they're doing a they're setting up several poll matches for several of their championship belts. And curse and right now, and as of, as of right now, the poll is officially up on their page, if you wish to, of course, check that out. Um, as, as, of course, a friendly uh, title match for the GSWI Light Heavyweight Championship between myself and John. Uh, is currently going on right now, even as we speak. Of course, uh, so like I said, vote for whom you think, who, vote vote for whom you like, and we love to. And we'll definitely, we'll definitely try to hear some results here. Probably should be coming up here. I'm not sure how long he's going to give this match, but we'll definitely, of course, let you know. Of course, of the outcome of that here sometime here, very very soon. But of course, but of course, like I said, may the best man win. Of course, in this. In this contest, of course, indeed. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much here for listening, and I'll be back on, of course, here in a little while with episode 1012 of Revolution. Since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only, the WCWS Radio Network. Take care and God bless, folks, and please stay safe out there, of course, during these uh, times here, of course, with this pandemic. Take care and God bless, folks.